6th, Sunday night, wildcard weekend is in the books. This is the Check the Tape podcast, and I'm Ari Atari, joined like I am every week. Brian Principe is on the line. How are you? Doing well. A little way to finish off the wildcard weekend with the uh, the Cody Parkey double doink, as coined by uh, Chris Collinsworth. But a uh, but a great way to finish off wildcard weekend is now we're set for the divisional round uh, next weekend. Yeah, so... Wildcard weekend was a little bit of a dud until the last, the last five quarter, seconds. <laughs> or yeah, last quarter, five minutes, whatever you want to say of that uh, Bears Eagles game. Um, so yeah, that's going to be the plan. We're just going to go through all the games that happened and do a light preview of the divisional round. So I wrote that picks column. I went uh, two, one, and one. The Seattle game is a push, and I hit the Eagles and the. Who was the other team I hit? The first game. Colts. Oh, the Colts. Colts. The Colts, and I lost the Ravens. So 2-1-1. One, one. That's not bad. I was 0-4 no. last year. No, and, and the Ravens uh, almost made a late comeback, too. Uh, did they? Though? Okay, well, let's just get right into it. Let's start with the most exciting one. Uh, Bears-Eagles. Now, you came on last week, and you were saying all of these things about how, oh, it doesn't matter. They, Who cares that they chose to play the Eagles and not the Vikings? And lo and behold... Nick Foles, the magic man, it's it's continuing to go. It, it's going to go to New Orleans this next week. Well, this is this is the thing, and I knew that I knew the first thing you were going to mention to me was was the Nick Foles magic. You're, you're so disrespectful towards him. This, this guy, he went 25 for 40 for what 250, two touchdowns and two interceptions. I mean, come on, really, come on. So the. Mitch, Mitch Trubisky really, really, this is the biggest disservice to him because that last drive, he had a couple of big passes that he could have had that signature, you know, final drive, two minute drill to win the game in the playoffs. Um, but this is in no means did Nick Foles really win this game. This was more of a, you know, the Eagles defense doing gr- a great job of keeping them in the game, especially early in the game. And then they get the good field position on their last drive. They were set up at the 40-yard line, and that was a good drive by Foles. But the rest of the game was really kind of a you know a stinker for Nick Foles, if we're being honest. So against a let's, very let's good backtrack. defense. Let's backtrack a little bit. The Eagles had no running game all night, or all day, whatever no. you want to call it. Yeah, no. um, that first interception was not his fault. Roquan Smith just kind of ripped it from, I think it was Wendell Smallwood. It was a great and, play by Ro- by Roquan Smith. Yeah, Roquan just ripped it right from him. So I don't put that one on Foles. That was the third drive. First drive, he drove it down. They kicked the field goal. Second drive, they were backed up so far. And then he had another interception on their next drive after the one with the Roquan. That one was just a terrible pass. In the Horrible. end zone. In the Horrible. end zone. Yeah, well, I don't think they were in the red zone yet. But No, um, but the pass, was, the pass was in the end zone. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, he threw that interception. That one was bad. Yeah, there's no debating that one was bad. But other than that, you know, he had the touchdown drive to start. He threw for, what was it, 200? A little over 250, I think. A little over 250? Yeah. So, I don't think he was bad. And then he had the game-winning drive. The problem is, you had the opportunity to play that shitty Minnesota team that you literally destroyed the week before, and you chose to play this team. And you could say all this stuff about, oh, well, if they just made that last second field goal, they win. Yeah, but they wouldn't have had to been in that position if it was that crappy Minnesota team. You know, I just think that this that 
the the big downfall of Chicago all year long was, and we kept saying it, and this was not a, a secret, was that if they're going to lose, it's because of their offense. But and, I, I don't even blame the offense really that much. I, you know what? I do. I do. The running game was bad all night. Um, that was something that they leaned on heavily. Even in the game last week against Minnesota, they relied heavily on the run game. Jordan Howard was was good over the last three weeks. Tonight, he was bad. They had a chance to win it, though. They had a chance to win it. Nagy kind of screwed up. He should have taken that timeout. Uh, they took timeouts when the Eagles were on the goal line. They should have taken those timeouts earlier. I tweeted, uh, it looks like Matt Nagy learned about clock management from Andy Reid. Hmm. So, yeah, the offense wasn't really good, obviously. They only scored 15 points. Obviously, that's not good, but... You know, this team isn't some offensive juggernaut. They hang their hat on their defense, and the defense only gave up 16, which is, you know, that should be enough to win a playoff game at home. When you have a good offense, it would be. Mm, I mean, this they they should have been able to score more. Listen, but a here's lot of the this, deal. You hit the field goal, you win the game. I mean, that's that's the that's the bottom line here. I mean, I know you you don't want to say that oh, if they hit the field goal they win, but that's the truth well, of the matter. No, that's true, but they like hit the field all goal, I'm they saying win the is game. all I'm saying is they wouldn't have been in that position if they if they just played Minnesota. That's just the truth. They would have destroyed uh, that team. They would have destroyed that team. Stop. You can't say this. They destroyed them the week before. They would have been at home. You can't tell me Minnesota was going to be a better but opponent regardless, than Philadelphia. They hit, the 40, they hit a 40-yard field goal to win the game. That's it. It's over. It didn't matter. They would beat Philadelphia. This is They set themselves up to win the game. Trubisky had his best drive of the night when it mattered the most. Huge pass to Allen Robinson down the, down the right. far sideline. The other thing they I'm hit not the field getting, goal, they win. why is everybody freaking out that this guy missed it? Uh, Parky, they're like, I mean, I don't oh my god, that, uh, I don't think is, it was all that ridiculous that he missed. He's been bad all year. <laughs> he's been bad all year, and it's like we live in this world where people have like have really short attention spans, and it's like this is the first time they've ever seen a kicker miss a field goal in the playoffs. I'm old enough to remember three years ago when I think it was Blair Walsh in Minnesota missed like oh a twenty god. yarder in against Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, yeah. Like, Listen, why was I mean, this? Why was this so surprising? I mean, this has been the theme all year long with kickers too. Is that they just they've been bad. They've been, and he has been right up at the at the top of it. I think they they were talking about in the broadcast. He had, he has hit five crossbars coming into tonight's game, and then he and then he hit two more and the and the on, most on important one kick, kick of the night. Yeah, two more on one most, kick. Yeah. So I mean, this th- these should be makeable kicks. I mean that that it doesn't make it any worse that he missed this kick it wasn't like it was some 60 yard field goal that you know it was a miracle shot but this was a inside 50 yards inside 45 yards and he misses it to win the game um bad bad and and Mitch had some good throws though Mitch had some really good throws he did he did and and where Peterson really kind of redeemed himself because he took that time out when the Eagles were driving to to take the lead and if they don't pick up the fourth down the game's over because he takes that time out right before the fourth down play and they would have lost, but they do get the touchdown. They take the lead, but he redeemed himself by holding onto the timeout, icing the kicker, uh, Cody Parkey, and then he ends up uh, making icing that first works. And icing, icing works. I like can be one out of every hundred times. I, gonna, I think I'm not going to give credit gonna, for it. If you're going to ever ice a kicker, though, this is the guy you're going. You're going to ice. Not, well, you just ice any kick. I'm not going to give credit for icing a kicker. My point is, Chicago had the opportunity to play the worst opponent. And they chose not to, and they lost to Foles in his magic. That's the bottom line. They lost because their kicker couldn't make a 45-yard field goal. But that's not their strength. You're saying they lost because their strength didn't happen. Yeah, no shit. 
No, I'm saying that they they put themselves in position to win the game. It's not like they you know they got blown out by Philadelphia. They were losing all game, and your your argument is that they should they should have played a weaker team, even though that they were in a game that they could have easily won. That's ridiculous because they, not, all no, they have not. to do is hit no, the field not. goal and they win the game. So it's so it's better to play a team that you could win by a field goal as opposed to one you would destroy and blow out potentially. Oh. You should win both games. It's regardless they were they're better than Philadelphia and they're better than Minnesota. They missed a field goal to win the game. Uh, you just it. you're just all angry that the Eagles won because you hate them. They're not winning next week anyway, That's so it doesn't your, matter. That what you're saying? What you're saying is you shouldn't. What you're what you're saying is playing the worst opponent is irrelevant, which is not true. Regardless, they should they should beat both of these teams. They should have beat both of these teams, but. But that's not the point. The point is and you, had, you, and you could have played the worst team and you chose not to. I, I I think that was a huge mistake. I said that last week and it was proven right. You could go with this. You can put ifs all around the board. You you could say the same thing in that, oh, the Bears lose. They, they purposely lose the game last week and then Kirk Cousins has his best game of the season and beats them at home. And then what do you say? I doubt it. I doubt it. Did you see it's how bad possible. he was? It's possible. Uh, it's, yeah, that's possible. It's possible. That's possible. Did you see the way they ate him up last week? Please. So, anyways, the Bears it yeah, missed that though. kick. Both of, these missed teams that were kick. Not, both of these teams were not going to New Orleans and beating the Saints. So, they, so. well, the Bears wouldn't have had to go to New Orleans. Right, or, or, or even going to L.A. to beat the Rams. Neither of these teams are at the same level of those two teams offensively. So, the Bears missed the kick. They lose. No team had a running game all night. And we can get into this. Actually, I'm going to save that. Both of these teams didn't have a running game. Let's go to the next game real quick. Okay, so overall, you have no respect for the magic that is Nick, Nick Foles. Can we get that on the – can we get that on – That's that. Yeah, you can put that on the record. All right. He only has won his last four playoff games, you know. 266, two touchdowns, two interceptions. It was not a – And know, a win. And a win. Your hat, a game, hang your a hat. A win and a game-winning drive. When he wins his second Super Bowl MVP, then I'll be a believer. Yeah, because then you have to be because of Eli. But anyways, <laughs> we're getting to uh, the next game, which is Ravens-Chargers. Now, I really liked the Ravens. I picked the Ravens. My logic was, you know, they had the better coach. Well, I thought they had the better coach. Hmm. Um, they have a really good home field. The defense has been first in, was first in total yards, I believe. Not a good week for defense with Chicago and Baltimore both losing. The t- no, but Chicago, Chicago played a, both of these teams played pretty good defensive games, though. Yeah, no, I'm, not, no, I'm just saying, not a good uh, not defensive good the, teams winning yeah, yeah, games. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah. So, um, yeah, my thing with the Ravens was all those things. The Chargers is shaky history in the playoffs. I really like the Ravens. I think it's time. Maybe not time. Actually, yeah, I think it's time. See how I just like did a what was that hmm. a two seventy right there? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, um, back and forth. I think it's time to like stop talking about this Chargers team like they're chokers like not you could point to the Ravens clawing back a little bit it still felt like garbage time to me I didn't actually think the Ravens had a chance to win it I just think the Chargers kind of took their foot off the gas and the Ravens came back a little bit but that's all right the Chargers still won Lamar Jackson was awful like let's let's be real he was awful yeah bad first half was terrible even even most of the most of the second half he was bad to the fourth quarter. He was good in the fourth quarter, but like like I said, I think the Chargers let their, let their foot off the gas, and it really gave him that opportunity to get back in. I, I don't 
really know. The only way the only way he's going to have a long NFL career is if he learns how to how to throw how to a pass. ball, how to, how to throw pass. a football. Yeah, kind of important I for mean, a quarterback, right? I mean, seriously, it, even even in these games that he was playing so well and they were winning, it wasn't like he was lighting up the stat line with his with no. his passing. I mean, it was it was primarily his yardage on the ground that was doing it I'm out for on the Ravens. I think I'm out on him. Um, See, the, the, the thing with this is that in, typically if this was a, if this was just one game where, you know, he struggles and it wasn't good and it looks bad and it seems as though a team has figured out the best way to play against the Ravens, I think a lot of people would just say, eh, you know what, let's give it some time. But this was a this was a playoff game. He was so bad. They had no options on, on offense because they run the ball so much, and all San Diego was doing was stacking everybody in the box. It was incredible what they were doing with their DBs, too. Bringing every, literally, they were begging them to throw the ball, and they couldn't yeah, they complete had their, passes. They literally brought Derwin James and uh, the other safety like right to the box, and they just yes. like, throw it. Throw yeah, it. Every, everyone was, was stacked up in the box, and they couldn't complete a pass. I think he had, what, two completions, three completions going into the half? It was something like that, something bad. And he um, didn't complete a pass, I think, most, if not all, of the third quarter. I mean, the Chargers are the more talented team. I wrote about this uh, on the picks column. I wrote, they were the more talented team. I mean, they weren't favored, obviously, because they weren't at home. But they were the more talented team, and they won. And that's what I wrote about. I'm like, am I really going to regret picking uh, the Ravens by giving up points against a more talented team? My thing is, with the uh, Chargers... That defense was just able to get to the quarterback whenever they wanted to. Ingram I, was yeah. out of his mind. Nah, Melvin Ingram had a great game. And I, I think what was so beneficial to the Chargers, and, and this is not you know breaking any ground here, but playing this Ravens team once before and losing – yeah, allows you to realize what they do when you play the Ravens. And it was and it was during the time that Lamar Jackson was playing quarterback. It was very difficult to figure out their offense playing them the first time of the year, because this was something that no one had seen the rest of the year. There was not a lot of tape on it. The Chargers not only had tape on it and were able to see it. They experienced, they experienced it firsthand. It firsthand. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. they lost. So they were the first. This was the first team that was able to play Jackson twice. And they were able to figure out what went wrong the first time. And that was clearly they were able to run all over them in that game out in, in Los Angeles. So that was the difference. They completely stopped the run and they forced them to throw the ball. And that is the recipe to beat the, the Ravens with Lamar Jackson at quarterback. There's so much better. It's just different. There's so much better on the road, too. Do you know they're eight now with this one? They're eight Seven. and one on the road. Yeah, eight and do, one. Do you know what their losses? It is to Jacksonville. <laughs> no, what? They never played. No, that's that's uh, Houston. Not not Houston. Uh, the Colts had the loss to Jacksonville. Their loss on the road, I have no idea. To the Rams. Oh, so not even. <laughs> yeah, not even even a uh, road game, really. <laughs> so they're eight and one on the road, or they're I guess they're eight and zero out of Los Angeles, and they're going up against the Patriots this week, who are eight and zero at home. That'll be. A little interesting. And think about their most recent big-time road wins. The one against the, the Chiefs. The Chiefs, the Steelers, the Ravens. Yeah. Those are some of the, the more difficult places to play in the league and some of the more uh, historically good home teams uh, in their any, own home any worry? Any worry about flying from Baltimore back to L.A. and in a couple of days flying from L.A. Huh. back to the East Coast? I mean, honestly, this team, they, they they were talking about it. Romo and Nance were talking about it in, during the game. They they've won games. Uh, they've won ten o'clock 
body time games for LA when they've come to the East Coast and played yeah. one o'clock games. They've won a game out in um, in London where that just completely messes you all up on the right. clock from from California. I, that used to be something that I would very much take into consideration when these teams would play. Not anymore. I mean, clearly that this has not affected them this season. They've won big games playing at one o'clock in the East Coast. So yep. it's gonna be it's gonna be the exact same thing. I think they're playing at one o'clock in Foxborough uh, next week. But who so cares? that's so that's gonna be the same thing. It doesn't matter. That doesn't matter anymore. Who cares about the time? The other thing I wanted to say is, and I wanted to make this point before we forget and we move on to the next game. Um, so that one play when Melvin Gordon was short, it was Melvin Gordon, right? It was Melvin Gordon on where they thought the it was like looked like a fumble and then a return back to the, so, to the Ravens for a touchdown. It was Gordon. Yeah, well, they first ruled it a touchdown, but like he also fumbled apparently when he was down for the touchdown that what he wasn't down. And I'm going to bring this back to the Bears Eagles game. I just want to talk about the refs real quick. Mm. Um, so he has that fumble or whatever it was, the touchdown fumble, whatever you want to call it. The Ravens get it. They run it all the way back, and they already but they already blew the play dead. Right. And then, you know, it goes to show it's not even a touchdown. He's short by like a half yard or whatever it is. My thing – and then let's take it to the Bears-Eagles game. The play at the end of the first half where Trubisky threw it to the receiver and he, you know, had enough football moves and the ball came out and they ruled it an incomplete pass on the field – as opposed to a fumble, which is what it actually turned out to be. But because they ruled it the incomplete pass and blew the play dead, none of the Eagles jumped on the ball or anything. And it was in the rule book said that like when that happens and nobody recovers the ball, you just go back to where it was supposed to be, right? Right. And that would mean the Eagles were like denied a chance to fumble because the ref picked up the ball. Right. And I what I my what I'm trying to get at is I'm so sick of these refs calling these plays dead. Like, if you're not sure, even if you're not, or even if you're, I was about to say, even if you're not, not sure, which I don't (laughs) even know what that means, but even if you're not sure or whatever, just let the play go on. And the counter is, oh, that's dangerous. Yeah, well, this is football. The whole sport is dangerous. Why are we even playing if we're going to worry about one extra play? You know what I mean? Well, here's my thing with the refs is that, like any other sport, they are a part of the game for good and bad. And this whole idea, I mean, everyone loves to complain about the refs. I'm just so sick of it at this point. No, I'm not complaining about individual calls or anything. No, no, no. I just, I'm talking I, about I, blowing the plays dead when they're not I supposed know. to be. I, but, but the thing is, that's such a bang-bang play, and they called it incomplete pass. So it's an incomplete pass. They call the play dead. Well, they they can't just they can't just say oh well we're just gonna allow every pass to be a catch so we can let it go and then maybe the play will happen and then if we're lucky it was a catch and a fumble and they can return it back for a touchdown. They, you can't think that way. They they thought it was an incomplete pass. They called it an incomplete pass, which would mean the play would be dead, and that's that. So I, I don't agree with this whole thing of oh well. You know, and it's it happens a lot with touchdowns and incomplete and 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 turnovers that they just allow the play to happen. And I understand that to an extent because then you don't have to use a challenge, and then it, it allows the game to kind of you know weed itself out rather than having a coach potentially lose a timeout for no reason. But with stuff like this where it's incomplete pass and 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 down by contact and that sort of stuff, just 
call it the way you see it, and that's that. It's a, there's human error in all of these sports, and, right. and football is is potentially right there with baseball at the highest degree. So that to me, you know, I, I just I, I I don't I'm just so sick of everyone just you know just going in on the refs and and complaining. And yes, there's plenty to complain about, but get over it. I mean, it, it happens in every game. It happens. I mean, it's not in every like sport. I hate how people make stuff like that seem like it changed the impact of the game. Like the Ravens one, it didn't even matter because he was short. This right. one, you know, the Bears kicked the field goal. They could argue, oh, well, if the refs didn't. Actually, the Bears don't even have a right to complain. No, the Eagles. Eagles. Yeah, it's yeah, the Eagles. it's the Eagles because they could have hopped on the ball. So I don't know. I just kind I just don't like it how they can blow the play dead. And something similar happened in one of the Patriots playoff games last year against the Jaguars where I think they ruled the play dead and there was a fumble and Miles Jack could have ran it back. Do you remember that? Well, here, yeah, I do. Uh, I do remember that. So play. this has happened before. This isn't like a new thing. But here's the thing with that. So, the, so the play was clearly a catch, right? Yeah, I think we, I think we could both agree with that. So, so if they call it, so if that play they call a on the field they called it an incomplete pass. So yeah. that was the difference. If they call that play a catch and no one jumps on the ball and the ref just picks it up, then I have a problem with it. But they called it incomplete. So why would any player jump on but, it to begin with anyway? That's just where I'm coming from with the situation. I guess you got to assume that the refs screw up is basically the point. Yeah, I get that. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. My thing is when we have all of this reviewing and instant replay, why do we why do we blow these plays dead and not see what actually goes on? But okay. So that was kind of my thing there because it happened in like two games basically where this situation happened. And I was like, okay, this is kind of noteworthy to bring up. Yeah. No, yeah. The, the, the Melvin Gordon one was definitely more – more had more of an impact. I mean, none of that. Neither had an impact on the game at the time. The Melvin Gordon one seemed to have more of an impact, but he was short, so it didn't because matter. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I think is that it for Ravens Chargers? Is there anything well, else both, you want to say? Both of these games, both of these games. I oh, mean, they, one more thing with the Ravens Chargers. Do you think they should have brought Flacco in? Yes, <laughs> yes. Especially when, going when into the third they, quarter. When should they have brought him in? Yeah, you couldn't bring quarter. him in too late or anything. And I know Lamar kind of brought them back, but like I said, I really just think the Chargers had won the game, took their foot off, and you know whether or not that's an indication of this team. I'm just like, eh. I mean, it was it was twelve nothing going into the third quarter. So I mean, it wasn't like this was a blowout either. A touchdown, yeah. a touchdown makes this a one possession game immediately. Wait, it was not twelve nothing going into the third quarter. It was twelve nothing at halftime. Oh, 12 no- I don't know why I was you said 12 nothing. I was thinking like you said 23 to 12 and I was I don't know why I thought that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, 12 nothing going. I have no the- idea why. Oh. So yeah. I mean all you do is No, cuz we're recording our recording time is at 23. That's why I thought. Hey, that. there you go. There you go. <laughs> so all you have to do is you know, you you sit down Jackson and 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 Romo did a very good job of explaining all this because this is not an easy situation with a with a rookie quarterback. Of course you don't want to you know, make it look like they're giving up on him. But this is the playoffs. It doesn't matter. You you need to win every game. It doesn't matter who's getting you a win. You just keep winning. <laughs> I mean, it's, a lear- it does- it's a learning experience. You weren't ready yet, you know? Yeah, yeah. We're I mean, and, of, that, we're, we're and, of course, and, and it's a good problem to have if next week you have to answer the question, well, who's going to start? Because that means you won the game and you're still in the playoffs. Yeah, so, and you can kind of throw the other team off guard, which would be right. the Patriots. Okay, so let me tell you something about the Patriots. They don't want to see Joe. Fl- they wouldn't want to see Joe Flacco in the playoffs, given the history and everything. Yeah, yeah, they're one of the only teams that have ever beaten them, really. Yeah, 
So from the, AF, from the AFC. Yeah, them and I think Manning's Broncos in the end really gave us a run. Um, so that's kind of it for that one. Well, Char- real this is this is a good time, and I think that you wanted to talk about this, and you and you kind of held off earlier. But no, no, this no, is no, a good no. Time. I know. Well, let's save that one if we because I want to talk about that one with the Seahawks Cowboys. Okay, all right. I hope we're thinking of the same thing. I, I don't know if we are, but but we'll, we'll we'll let it ride and we'll see what happens. Okay. Great podcast uh, producing on the fly there. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's get to Seahawks-Cowboys. Um, I had the Seahawks winning this one. I took them at plus two in the picks column. It was a push. I thought they were going to win outright, even though I had them at that plus two. Because what, like, what a backdoor push and cover for you in that game as well. Yeah, the backdoor push, I guess. Um, the Seahawks, we talked about this podcast like the last couple podcasts how the two most important positions in football are head coach and quarterback and seattle has or not seattle dallas has the worst two in the playoffs or they they definitely have the worst coach their quarterback is probably bottom three him lamar jackson and trubisky Mm -hmm. and that was the logic for picking against dallas but you know, Dak had some runs. He was able to get going. Zeke was a monster, as usual. Yeah. Their offensive line was able to hold. Amari Cooper, want more and more. John Gruden's looking dumber and dumber. And the Dallas defense did a really good job. But for me, the main thing was really Seattle's offensive play, play calling was atrocious. Huh. And this is what I wanted to get to. You have Russell Wilson. He's one of what? Would you say top five quarterback? We've said we've wanted him with the ball at the end of the game. Yeah. We, we, yeah, we've talked about it. I don't think he would still be my pick for that um, anymore. Well, I said Tom Brady back then, and I don't even think I would have Tom Brady at that right now at the moment. I'd probably go with Breeze right now if you had to ask me that question. Or Andrew uh, Luck. Yeah, or Andrew Luck's up there, maybe Mahomes. But anyways, that's not the point. Um, the point is Russell Wilson's up there, and we have him ranked pretty high, and I think most people would. Yeah. And you're just running these – crappy runs with Chris Carson the whole time and I don't know if he even broke a yard uh, a run for more than 10 yards he was just awful he was just running into the line the entire time and this is the stat I wanted to show you so they threw the ball with Wilson 27 times and with and they ran it collectively 24 times about equal you can't do that you no. can't Dallas threw it 33 times and they ran the ball 34 times. Well, they have Zeke as their running back, and they have Dak as their quarterback. And they were winning most of the games, so they were able to do... Yeah, they were really able to drain the clock in the fourth quarter with Zeke. Uh, Seattle, your best player is Russell Wilson. Use your best player. That'd be like the Lakers just benching LeBron, because, eh, it's all right. Yeah, it was bizarre. I mean, we're going to have Lance Stevenson uh, run the offense. Are you cool with that? Thanks. The the thing the thing is, and this is what I wanted to bring up. And then I know that you 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 could maybe piggyback off this. The teams that typically run the ball did not did not fare well. Well, Dallas did, but they have an elite running back. Right. No, that's the difference. But Chicago, very run heavy. Baltimore, Mm -hmm. very run heavy. And Seattle, very run heavy. Yeah, yeah, no, okay. So this is good. This is what I want to talk about. Right. So those three teams didn't break 100 yards rushing, any of them. And that is that's bad for those three teams. That 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 clearly is a recipe for not winning the football game for those three teams because they rely so heavily on the run. The thing is with Seattle is that even when they were still in the game and they realized they had to be very clear that they were not able to run the ball 
from the get-go, and they were still in the game third and fourth quarter, and they continue continue to run the ball. It just made absolutely no sense. So even when even when Russell Wilson was making some incredible plays, the pass to Baldwin on the on the sideline into Dallas territory into the red zone was incredible on fourth down. Yep. They had they had chances to still let him throw the ball, and they weren't giving him the football. They ran the ball three times in a row on most drives, and they were three and out. And then they would run the ball. I mean, they sort of did this like towards that one touchdown drive they had to go up 14, whatever they went up. It was like 14-10. And they sort, I think that's what it was. They had this one, they had Wilson tuck the ball and take it himself. I was calling for that. I'm like, if you're going to run it and you're going to be committed to this whole running attack, at least let Wilson, you know, tuck it a couple of times. But yeah, they were so committed to the run and not getting anything and, we talked about Baltimore was doing this. Chicago was doing this. And I don't know. I just feel like a run's kind of a waste of a down, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you, th- if you look at it, the teams like that the Eagles won- were running too, that wasn't working. It was only when Foles was kind of throwing it to Jeffrey Ertz, um, when they would use Sproles in the passing game, whoever. Yeah. The, the teams that you look at the teams that won these games, Indianapolis throws the ball. They, and, but they, and they are, Probably out of every team that has that won this week, out of the four teams, they're probably the most balanced on offense because they 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 set up the they set up the the run with the passing game. It's it's kind of opposite than most than most other teams do. How they try to establish the run so they're able to pass. Yeah. They're opposite. They're they're complete opposite. They let Andrew Luck kind of air it out early. And then they try to pound the ground with, with and that's Marlon kind of back. how they've always been like when they had Manning in the past too. Right, right. And now with the offensive line, they're able to do that. The Cowboys, same thing. Prescott was able to kind of get a little bit of a rhythm on that first drive. They kick the field goal, but he gets down the field on that first drive, and then especially in the fourth quarter, Ezekiel Elliott takes over the game. The Chargers they struggle in the running game and the passing game, but Philip Rivers is able to not make mistakes and get down the field and win the game. And then Foles on the last drive gets down the field. They scored the touchdown to win. So if you look at it, these running teams struggled. They struggled this week. And while I disagree with you on the, you know, running running is a clear waste of a down. Feels like it. You can see the teams that throw that are able to pass clearly are having far more success than the teams that try to establish a run because the run is so difficult to establish against some of these teams that are just going to say, well, we know you run the ball, so let's stack the box, force you to pass. And they're unable to do that. Yeah, especially in the Baltimore game and Seattle. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my whole thing with Seattle. But when we when you talk about these teams that are running teams, you know, Chicago, Trubisky's not some quarterback who's going to beat you with his arm. So you have to kind of have this. He, did, he played a good Baltimore, game. He, he did play a good game. He this did play one, a good game, but like one of his you better said, games. But like you said, the offense wasn't there. And I thought the offense was good enough for what they're like usually doing. I don't think it was. I said they were good earlier. That's not what I meant. I meant like good enough. Want to re, Good enough given like their defense you, and all that. You think that 15 points should have been able to win the game? Well, they only gave up 16. <laughs> they should have had 18. They win the game. Yeah. So, anyways, I don't think their offense was as bad given what it has with Trubisky and everything. Um, the So, yeah, so they're a more run-based team is what I was trying to say. Baltimore, obviously, Jackson can't even throw the ball. Seattle doesn't need to be this run-based team. They have they, Russell they freaking Wilson. To be, though. They, they, they want... need to be. They, do they like? Do they still think that they're the team from like five years ago with the great defense and Marshawn Lynch? Because they're not. 
They have Russell Wilson, who's a different quarterback now than he was then. He's a franchise quarterback now. Top five, like we said, they don't need to be this run first team. Is what I'm trying to get at. I think when the beginning of the season, with with the beginning of the season, when Doug Baldwin was out and they they were kind of searching for their identity and they were able to run the ball early in the year, they said, "Well, this is our identity. We're going to be able to run the ball. We have to pound Stupid. it. We have to." And and they just stuck to that all year. Stupid. Shot Nimer. Had... should be canned. The thing was is that when it wasn't like Wilson was throwing and and they couldn't complete passes. He, they, he they were he was good. I mean, yeah. he hit Lockett on the big play, fifty yards down the sideline. Like I mentioned before, the the fourth down Baldwin's, pass, Baldwin's to Baldwin was, yeah. was beautiful. He played a good game. <laughs> he just didn't have enough opportunities. He only threw the ball, like you said, twenty seven times. He should have been throwing the ball thirty five times in that game. Last Dak, night. Threw, Dak threw more than him, and I, I guess some of that's because of time of possession and everything. They had the ball more. The Cowboys, uh, especially when they controlled it in the fourth quarter. But yeah, Wilson was too good to not use more. It's just the, the not only your thing best is player. to no no one on Seattle had more than four receptions. How is that? How is that possible with with Russell Wilson? There was just bad offensive play calling. A lot of bad offensive play calling from Baltimore, from Seattle. Uh, even the Chargers, I think, to start that game didn't have the best offensive play calling. But let's go to this last game real quick. Or right, did you want to do anything more for Cowboys Seahawks? No, you got to give credit to, to the Cowboys, though. They, they, I mean, I hate to say it. They came back. They were able to, to retake the lead. Dak was good. Dak, he was good. He, he got I his mean, first playoff and, one, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and uh, the bad clapper. Look at you. You're more. You're more. Uh, you're more likely to give credit to Cowboys, the Cowboys, than the Eagles. What kind of Giants fan are you? I don't know. I don't know what kind of Giants fan I, I am at this. point. Is that your worst nightmare? Cowboys, Eagles. That would be. That would be a pretty. That'd be a pretty bad NFC Championship game. It really would. Is that your worst nightmare, though? Uh, it doesn't get much better than... I mean, it doesn't get much worse than that. I don't know how it could be any worse. It can't. So, all right. Let's I'll go be to for the, the... I'll be rooting for the Patriots at that point, like I was oh, last year. God. What kind of New Yorker are you? Let's get to the uh, <laughs> final game. And there's not too much to talk about there. But Colts-Texans, I got yeah. this one right with the picks. Colts' offensive line was able to really keep... Clowney and Wad and that Texans defense in check. The Texans secondary wasn't able to stop Andrew Luck and T.Y. Hilton. The passing attack. Ebron is one of the better tight ends in the NFL. Yeah. It was just a completely one-sided game is what I'm trying well, to here's say. The, here's the thing with, with the Colts and the Texans game is that, first of all, Deshaun Watson has no time at all. And this is not breaking any ground again either. He has had this problem all year long. That's you could see the difference between these two teams if you just watch the offensive lines of these two teams. Yeah. As good as Indianapolis's offensive line is, the exact opposite for Houston. They are horrible. Every yeah. play Watson is running for his life trying to make something happen. And he wasn't very good yesterday. I mean, so he wasn't. The but- Texans also, I don't think, have any real good offensive players outside of Watson and Hopkins. Like their receivers all suck outside of him. And I know Will Fuller was hurt. Demarius Thomas got hurt. Who's that one guy? Kiki Kuti. Yeah. Kiki Cutie. Cute. Is, is it Kuti? Kuti? Kuti. Kuti. He sucks. <laughs> he, had, it was, he had 11 receptions. 100 something yards. I wasn't scared of him. This is the thing again. This is, this is the exact problem again, as we saw with, these other teams is that there was no there was no garbage, running a lot of garbage yards a lot of garbage yards in that fourth quarter and Judy 
no no semblance of a running rushing game for the Texans at all. So what are the Colts going to do? They're going to just stack the box, blitz, and force them to to pass. And they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it all day. Yeah. If you don't have Hopkins, what are you going to do? Well, exactly. Going to throw to Kiki, right? I was trying to think of like a Drake joke there because you know the uh, you know Kiki in my feelings. Yeah. I was trying to think of one, but I didn't want to like say anything cringe, so I'm not <laughs> going to. Um, the the Colts. So so out of these four teams, and and I don't know if you agree or you're going to pick a different team, but the okay. Colts to me, out of these four teams that won over the last two days, are the clear most difficult team to play out of them, the Cowboys the Chargers, and the Eagles. You think they're the most likely to pull off an upset? If you're asking me which one of these four teams is most likely to make the Super Bowl, I would take the, the Indianapolis Well, Colts. no, I'm just talking about an upset for this division. Yes, I would say that as well. Because, first of all, they, they play, they're going to play, um, they're going to play the uh, the Chiefs. So Andy, Andy. And, yeah, and Andy Reid, not a, not a great record in the, uh, in the playoffs. So there's that. And with that being said, Teams that have good offenses have given the Chiefs problems because that defense is so bad. It's going to be a duel between Mahomes and Andrew Luck. And Mahomes' first playoff game could be interesting. He does get it at home. Yeah. But Colts' defense is, is, is pretty Luck's dang. Been there. Luck's been in the playoffs. This is his fourth time in the playoffs. He's made an AFC championship before. He's, he's been he's This is going to come down. This what's going to come down to this game is whether or not the Colts' defense can make a couple of stops maybe get a couple of turnovers, and if they can continue to run the ball like they have, because that has been the difference. Luck has been able to do enough. You know, his numbers aren't, you know, astronomical where you're saying, oh, my God, Andrew Luck, this is incredible. He, you know, he's only throwing for like 200 yards, a couple of touchdowns, but he's not turning turning over the ball very much, and he's doing just enough, and then they're able to establish the run. He always has that one bad interception, though, every game. Yeah, there's there, always one. There's always yeah, one. We, everyone loves to say, oh, there's the fluke Andrew Luck interception. Are you, are you, re- are you really reciting? Are you reciting my tweet? Is it really the fluke, though? Is well, it really? it's a fluke in terms of, like, he's so good and it's just the one bad thing and then yeah, he's good but after that. Point, at this point, is, should, we should expect it at this just point. Just the, so. the weekly luck pick. But this is the thing, is that Marlon Mack has emerged as a pretty pretty good running back. He is, and he had the hamstring issues in the beginning of the year and that kind of slowed him down. And he, he only got going until, I think, about week five or six until he really started to get healthy. And since that point, He's been a workhorse. I mean, and, and like I said earlier, they allow themselves to try to establish their game in the passing game early, and then they try to milk that clock late, and they try to pound the ground. And I like the way that they approach that. Frank Reich has done an incredible job as head coach. I'm glad you brought him up because, and I wanted to make this point, it's the disciple of the disciple of the teacher this weekend with Frank Reich versus Andy Reid. Uh, Frank Reich, I felt like every play call was right on cue against Houston. They got their guy. Yeah, I mean, they got their guy. Like, they got they wouldn't their have guy. made the right call if it was McDaniels. Yeah. I mean, listen, this is – Andrew Luck com- obviously makes this team that much better. But when you look at the offensive line and what they've been able to build, it's just special. Uh, they he He's never under pressure. Never. A- ever. I mean, it's yeah, insane. So- Ballard's done a really good job building this team as opposed to the catastrophe that was Grigson. And, you know, the Colts are still in the playoffs. You don't know what's going to happen. But if I'm if we're looking forward to next season, you know, they got all these picks that they got for moving down three spots with the Jets. Yep. 
They have a lot of cap space. They were a team that people were saying, oh, Le'Veon Bell could maybe go there. I don't know how much they actually need him, but that's just an option, and they have cap space, and they can spend it elsewhere if they want to. So the Colts, I like them for the now, and I like them for the future. So out of those, so I, I told you that I believe that the Colts are the best team to, to force an upset. Who would you pick out of the four teams? Uh, I mean, I don't want to say it because... Well, guess what? I think you can already guess now who I'm going to say. You're going to say the Chargers. I think probably the Chargers. Wow. I, like, I, like, that's not saying I think they're going to or whatever. Right. You know, I'm going to think about this a little more. And Clearly, Dallas and Philadelphia have much tougher matchups. Yeah, if it was Philadelphia against the Rams, I'd feel a lot better. But against the Saints, I don't know. Maybe the Chargers, maybe the Cowboys, because it's going to be a home game. Like, I think it's going to be like 50% Dallas. Yeah, fan. that is a very good point. I don't know. I... I haven't really seen any of the lines just to like see who's favored. I would imagine all these teams, the home teams would be favored by like at least a touchdown. Maybe not the Pats. Yeah, the Pats might be a little lower because you got to keep in mind the Chargers have a better record. They do. <laughs> it's unbelievable. They do. They're 12 and 4. Um, so we'll see. I wouldn't be surprised if any of these teams pulled off upsets though. Dallas, we talked about the home field thing. Chargers have the better record and they have this insane road record. Colts have. We're probably the most impressive team coming out of wild card weekend. And the most consistent team over the last 11 weeks. Yeah, and the Eagles have the magic man. <laughs> uh, if, if, if Philadelphia Philadelphia would clearly be the biggest upset of, of the week next week if they're able to win uh, in the Superdome. You need to eat your crow on Nick Foles. You gotta. You you gotta. I'm gonna continue. Gotta I'm gonna continue to to die on this on this sword. But you already lost. I'm gonna continue to die on the sword and and, and hope that he just he it finally his magic stops eventually. You're already dead. You're already dead on the sword. It's, I'm not. I'm not. It's though. pierced you. No, I'm not. He he showed with his magic what he's capable of. So you're so you're out on the running game. You don't want to see another run in the NFL again. Unless you have like one of these super top-tier running backs, Gurley, Zeke, Barkley, Kamara maybe, because, well, Kamara's got all this stuff he can do in the passing game too, but I don't know. I don't like running backs. Also, I don't like running backs who can't catch, and some of them, you know, Sproles can catch, Cohen can catch. Uh, I don't like running backs that can't catch, though, hmm. and be part of the passing game. That's why I hate Sony Michelle on the Patriots. The guy is not a part of the passing game at all. It was a waste of a first-round draft pick. He wasn't even the best running back from his own school. <laughs> it was a, such a waste. And our other first-round draft pick, uh, towards Achilles, Isaiah Wynn, the uh, offensive lineman, towards Achilles in the preseason. So Patriots got some real good value out of their two first-round draft picks. Fantastic, right? Yeah. That's been the theme, though, for the Patriots. Well, do you want me to go down this rabbit hole real quick? Yeah. Uh, well, I'll, I'll just make it quick. They haven't got those two first-round draft picks last year. I just mentioned the year before that draft, they traded their first-rounder for Brandon Cooks, who they later traded and for the pick that got them the Isaiah Wynn, who tore his Achilles. The year before that, no first-round pick because of Deflategate. So our last three first-round picks have all kind of been duds. So out of the so so as we're gonna exit the rabbit hole and we'll and you can bring up the Patriots in this if you if you choose to do so. Okay. But out of the four teams that obviously did not play this weekend, that will now play these other four teams that have advanced past Wild Card Weekend. Yeah. Which one of those four teams do you think is the is the is the worst matchup to play against? Like who's the best? 
Right. So add so the Saints. So, the Saints. Yeah. The Saints are at home. Unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, I, I would see when you when you look at it on paper for me, that's the that's the easiest team to pick in my mind. I because obviously, yeah, like you said, they're home. You know, but the thing with the Saints is that they have struggled. I take out last week because no one played, but prior to last week, they had they had struggled. They did. Yeah, look but good. not at home. Not at home. I, it just it didn't look like the same team though over the last yeah on the, the road on the road I agree weeks. but in that dome they're a different animal oh man I I get yeah I get I guess point that to me the game in that dome that they didn't look good it's a fair point but I don't know I I just I'm not confident with any of those four teams though to be honest with you I am with the Saints in that dome I'm I really not I'd probably go with the Saints to win the Super Bowl right now. It wouldn't surprise me if one of these four teams that played this week w- could win the Super Bowl. It wouldn't surprise me. Specifically, yeah, we'll the see. two teams. Specifically, the two teams in the AFC. I would not be surprised if the Chargers or the Colts made a run. I wouldn't. All right. Well, you're doing your class. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a nickname right here to end this podcast. Okay. All right. You're Mister Overreaction. <laughs> You see one good game and you're just like, oh my god, blah, blah, blah. this guy, these guys are unreal. You did it. No, with the I, I've been telling you did it with I've the been You've done this for a long. I've been saying this about the Chargers for for all year, though. I have. Yeah, no, I've you backed, liked, off, backed off when they lost to the Ravens. I've been. You backed off when they lost to the Ravens. I was never in. You, I, well, you were in. You were in for when they beat the Chiefs. You were I in. Never, I was never in. I didn't think. Uh, they were, we have podcasts. You can listen to them. Check, I, I, check, I, I check the tape. Check the tape. <laughs> That's right. I, I, I've been, I've liked the chargers all year and Indianapolis has been, has been good. Like I said, for the last 11 weeks. So like I said, I, I don't, I don't like Philadelphia. I haven't liked them all year. I, whatever you want to call this, this little run, whatever Dallas is Dallas. Who knows what you're going to get out of them every, from week to week. The chargers and the Colts have been pretty consistent since the second half of the season has started. All right. You'll say something about like the Rams next week and we'll, we'll see what, we'll see what happens. And, and I'll Charge, have, I'll have my, Colts, both lose and you know, the Rams, I've been in all them all year. I'll, I mean, have, yeah. I'll have my overreaction of the week next week. Yeah, Mr. Overreaction. All right. That is it for this week. We shall be back next Sunday night. Are you watching the golden globes tonight or no, I, you know me, I hate those shows. I'm not really like caught up enough on, uh, movies to like watch yeah you still haven't watched uh a star is born you you watched the uh, godfather instead godfather's a great movie for like the tone the what 15th time more than that <laughs> more, than, <laughs> more than that um all righty that's it any final takeaways any final points listen i mean i i like these i like these four matchups i i think that these are as good of matchups as you could ask for. I know this week was really, honestly, pretty boring. Well, the, I like the matchups. The games just weren't that good. These these matchups coming up are going to be very good, I think, as well. And I think you'll get better games. The, these games this week were not good. They, they were all fairly boring. Um, the Dallas-Seattle game was the only one where I was I found myself kind of into. The other three, I was just not really involved uh, you with. Were, you were in the Bears-Eagles towards the end. Come on. Probably, probably the last two drives I was yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> last two drives. Any, everything else, no. Okay. All right, well, we'll be back next week. I'm going to put a picks column again, probably Saturday morning, maybe noon Saturday, kind of like I did 
last week for the divisional round. And that's that. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.